Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Hi, welcome. Hey, Coco, thank you for joining. How are you doing? Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the I Am Broken podcast. I'm your host, Robin, and I want to say thank you for taking the time out to join me tonight. Um, before I get started, of course, you know, I want to do a word of prayer really quickly. Gracious and Heavenly Father, I just come before you tonight. Just want to say thank you. Thank you for your goodness and thank you for your mercy, Father God. Thank you for your kingdom and your glory, Lord. Thank you for just your presence today, Father God. I thank you for your son, his blood, and your spirit, Father God. Now, I pray over each and every platform, Father God. I pray that those that hear will be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word, Father God. And I thank you tonight, Father God, for just giving me an opportunity to be in the presence of all these people, Father God. And so, Lord, I just ask that you have your way. I'm just a vessel, Father God, so use me in the way that you deem fit. It's in the name of your son, I pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for taking the time out to join me again. This is the I Am Broken podcast. I'm your host, Robin. Just want to say um, I am just so grateful and thankful to be here with you guys tonight. I've been kind of like under the weather the last few days. Yeah, just real jacked up jacked up. So I hope everybody else has been doing really good. Um, and so, you know, tonight, um, my topic tonight is about emotional health. Y'all now, of course, you know, I knew it was tied to, um, mental health, but not to the extreme until I actually started looking up, you know, different things to talk about. And of course, you know, I'm the Google queen cause I Google everything, right? Y'all, I'm working on some other stuff, so it's it's just so funny. But yes, I Google a lot of different things, and of course, I take what I need out of it. But I thought that this would be an ideal way um, because emotions—it's the difference between emotions and feelings. I will tell you that much, okay? And I didn't even realize that. Um, but there are so many factors in that, so I just thought it would be kind of cool to talk about emotional health. Why? Because it's just as important as your mental health. It's just as important as balance and anything else that we have going on in our life. Right. So now my scripture for tonight is Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I actually thought that that was it kind of hit right where I wanted it to hit for the simple fact that emotionally, you know, we could be all over the place. I don't know about any of y'all, but a lot of times I'm just all over the place with my emotions, right? Um, but anyway, emotional health refers to the overall well-being of an individual's emotional and psychological state. So that's how it's tied to the mental part of it, right? 
It encompasses the ability to understand and manage one's emotions effectively, involves having a positive sense of self-worth, a stable and balanced mood, and the ability to express emotions in a constructive manner, includes the capacity to adapt to change, handle setbacks. Okay, so now I done said a whole lot of words that I talked about last week, right? When I talked about balance and the week before when I talked about mental health. Y'all, I got stuck. And that is one place that is the most difficult place to be in, right? Because when you get stuck, it's difficult. It's a lot more harder than most think it is to come out of a thing, especially when you've been just sitting in it and, you know, things have just been marinating, festering. You know, you got different thoughts going on, different emotions going on, your feelings and all different kind of things have, you know, took that's taken place during that time. And so I got stuck, you know, when I went through the depression, um, I never saw myself going through anything like that right and so when it came down to my coping skills they weren't the greatest that's how i got stuck sometimes we can get in a situation and stay in there way too long why because again emotions feelings thoughts all different kind of things is working all together all at the same time and so it's easy to be in a situation and hard to come out of it when you've been in it so long. But anyway, and um, recover from adversity. Emotional health is closely linked to mental health, both playing a significant role in a person's overall well-being. So now, overcoming adversity, I have experienced, as many of you um, have experienced many a different things that was adverse for me um, from being sexually molested to depression to being in terrible marriages and relationships. It's a lot. And honestly, like, there was a lot of times when I didn't know I was going to make it. I didn't even know if I was going to make it. Um, I didn't even have the desire to make it actually. Um, but you know, the funny thing about how God works is, is he will do different things. He will allow certain things and he will only allow you to be or go, but so far before he reels you on back, right? Or until you run out of yourself and then you run right back to him. And that's where some of us are at this point. You know, we haven't ran out of ourselves long enough to run back to him. But anyway, that's a whole nother, whole nother thing right there. But anyway, let me just stay, stay on focus because, you know, it's easy to get sidetracked. Emotions are not bad. God gave us feelings for a reason. Emotions start as sensations in the body and feelings are generated from our thoughts about those emotions. So that's the difference between emotions and feelings, right? So now it's a difference when um, you have someone say something that hurts your feelings, right? And the hurt is a reaction from the emotion that you experienced in that, right? And so we can be very emotional beings, right? We can be very emotional beings, right? I'm, me, 
you know, I'm always going to tell y'all about me first, right? Because a lot of times, you know, we have these trumped up thoughts in our minds, right? About situations and circumstances. And it very well may not be the case. So then we start getting in our feelings about things. And then we become emotional about those feelings that we have. And never mind. I'm going to let y'all just sit with that one right there. Time does not heal all wounds. Only God can heal all wounds. It's a process and we have to trust God in the process. Baby steps. So now whoever came up with that saying, time heals all wounds. Mm -mm. I don't agree with that. That's just my personal opinion. Nobody else has to agree with me on that. Nobody has to agree with that topic. I just believe that God heals all wounds. Time does not do that. It's a process. And a lot of times it's about going from moment to moment and baby steps, right? Baby steps, y'all. A lot of times we have to just get comfortable where we are in that moment and stop being so emotional about the moment because that's just exactly what it is. It's a moment. And at some point it's going to pass, but you are the determining factor how long that moment lingers. So you can stay in that moment for a day, just like a season. We don't know how long a season is according to what God says. He's not bound by time, but we are. Of course, you know, we have winter, summer, spring, fall, right? Those are all seasons. But a season in his kingdom, that could be a week, could be a year, could be six months, it could be two days. Why? Because you could go to sleep. And while you're sleeping, God is working on it. And when you get up the next morning, if he allows you to wake up, that situation could be done. Matter of fact, in a blink of an eye, that situation could just change. So you're the determining factor in this. And you get to, it's your job and responsibility to protect, to protect that. Really guard your heart because that, and yeah, them two, right? Yeah, that's, that's a whole nother topic too. But anyway, emotions are a gift from God. They exist to tell us something. They drive our actions. They tell us something important in our life is changing or needs attention. The energy, information, spirit, and soul through which we know life. So again, emotions are a gift. And they let us know different things depending on the emotion, depending on the situation, right? So when you start to feel emotional about different things, I don't think that that's something that you should beat yourself up about because it's truly a gift. It's an attribute and a character that God placed within each one of us and they operate to do different things. So you got good emotions and bad emotions. They operate for different reasons and different purposes, but you, you know what I'm saying. They determine our outlook on life based on the events occurring around us. Allows us to empathize with others. There's that word. That came up in a conversation that I've had with one of my newfound friends over the last couple of days. I won't go into details about what our conversation was about. But, you know, again, a lot of times we don't know how to show compassion for other people. We don't know how to empathize 
with other people, especially when it's not us. But when the tables are turned, when we got stuff going on or we in a situation, we want people to be compassionate. We want people to empathize. We want people to be understanding. We want people to be kind and different things like that. But a lot of times some we don't operate in that when it's the other way around when somebody needs us to be that way. And so, you know, I, I really try very hard to basically be compassionate and understanding, but don't make, don't mistake my understanding or my kindness for weakness because I'm not weak by no means. And just when you be thinking that you getting over on me, mm -mm, mm -mm. I might not even say nothing about it. So you might think that you done got away with something, but you really haven't because I will tell you this, if I don't know anything else, I know that when I open this and start talking to him, there's a collision that takes place and things begin to change. So I understand how this works. And some may not understand that some don't even believe in prayer, but I do. And I will do that all day, every day. And I know that he hears my prayers. So it's a difference when folks be talking about, yeah, you know, I pray. Okay. But do they touch heaven? Do they get in his ear? Do they make a difference? So see, I know who I can call to pray for me when I don't feel like praying for myself or when I don't have enough energy to pray for myself. I got some folks that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when they, when they talk and they start talking, on my behalf and covering and interceding for me. Oh yeah. Some things is getting ready to happen. Right. Anyway. So now there's different um, emotions that we have experienced or we, you know, experience, we have experienced at some point in our life. And the very first emotion that was mentioned in the Bible was shame in the garden after the fall. It's an internal emotion state. You can feel it without displaying any outward physical signs. Condemnation is something that I struggled with for years. Y'all, now, I'm not going to tell you that I've just been walking this path of salvation on the straight and narrow because I haven't. But what I will tell you is, is I don't know how many times I allowed the different things that happened or I had got myself into to just really beat me up. Take for instance, I was in a relationship with someone that I should not have been in a relationship with. I knew what the circumstances was, in the, but I willingly went into that situation knowing everything, right? So I'm about to put my business out there, be a little transparent. I was dating someone who was married. I knew he was married, okay? And um, we was together for about three years. And um, it was difficult, especially around the holidays. Y'all already know that. I don't have to go in depth and details about why it was difficult during that time. And I knew I was in a situation that I should not have been in. So now, again, like I said earlier, God will allow us to go only but so far. And then he reels us back in. Well, there was a tug in a war on my spirit. I was angry with the Lord about so many different things going on in my life in that, in that moment. 
that that's how I ended up in that that relationship that I shouldn't have never been in. So anyway, long story short, when I started to decide that I was going to turn from the direction I was going in and I was turning back towards the Lord, I realized and recognized that I did not want to be in that type of situation. And I shouldn't have never put myself in that type of situation. But again, feelings, emotions, everything is all tied and caught up. And it's hard to break away from that because you, you, you tied, right? Soul ties, emotionally tied, all that, right? And so anyway, when I decided that I was going back to church and trying to get my life together, now keep in mind, I hadn't taken no communion, none of that other stuff, because, you know, I came from a church where it just almost felt like everything you did, if, if it was a sin, you was going to hell for it. Okay. And, but the communion, when you go to the table to take communion, that is when you should be taking it the most, right? Anyway, that's a whole nother story too. But anyway, so long story short, I said to him, I said, well, you know, um, I really think that you know, I'm trying to go back um, to church and, and I want to get my life back right with God. The problem was, was that this part of my life was a part of my life that he never knew. So he didn't really respect it in the capacity in which I, in which I needed him to respect it. Right. So when I said, you know, hey, I think that, you know, because during this time now, by this time, you know, he's going through a divorce. Whatever. And so I'm saying to him, you know, um, I would like to go to church. And, and I never started the year out without being in church. I always spent the new year bringing it in at church. Right. And so he said to me, well, um, you know, I don't really think that would be a good idea. Huh? hold on excuse me why don't you think it would be a good idea oh i'm good enough to sleep with you but you're not good enough to walk in the church with me oh mm -mm. okay i see where this is going he said well you know i am still married oh well who would know but me you and god now since we had already started this thing out on the wrong path anyway don't you think at some point we need to focus on trying to correct? He wasn't trying to do that. And it got so bad that when he realized he could not control what I was going to do in that sense. Y'all, why was he trying to join Bible studies? Why was he trying to talk about Jesus and all? Because he knew that. If he didn't do this part, then I wasn't going to be a part of his life. So he was trying every little tactic and trick he could to keep me in his life. That's how the enemy will do you. The enemy will, that trap, will he will try to keep you in that trap. And it was just like, nope, I made up my mind that I was not going to continue in this situation. Why? Because for one, I shouldn't have never been in it in the first place. Two, it was not healthy for me emotionally, mentally, physically, none of that. And I had no business doing that. And then I said, well, Lord, if you ever bless me with a mate, I want to make sure that I am not in a situation where he chooses to be unfaithful or I be unfaithful to him. I want someone that's going to be faithful to me. And that meant that I needed to turn from the direction that I was going in back 
to where I knew what was where I was supposed to be at in order for. But for years, y'all, I lived in condemnation. I felt like God did not love me because I was in a situation that I had no business in and that he wasn't going. I was just doomed, honestly. So it hasn't been it's only been probably the last about five years, three to five years where I have not lived in condemnation. And keep in mind, this is somebody who have been walking this path for a very long time, not straight and narrow, but for a very long time. And I know the scripture. I know the word. Right. So, you know, when I gave my life to Christ, I became a new creature in him. Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But I lived in that and I allowed the enemy to keep me in that because I didn't think that God would. I thought I was doomed as you know, it's just like, OK, well, you all right. So my prayers, even asking for forgiveness and just different things like that, I just didn't feel like they were even touching him. He wasn't even listening to me. I didn't feel like that. But we know that that's not the case. Anyway, let me move on. Anger is another emotion. It's often viewed as a negative emotion. But anger tells us that boundaries are being crossed and shows up as a form of protection and self-preservation. It's a signal that we need to do something. So when we get angry, it's not always a bad thing unless, depending on who you're angry with, or what the situation is, that might be the determinative factor of what comes out your mouth, right? But anger has been looked at as a negative emotion. Exactly. Jesus did get angry. He sure did. And he, he turned some tables over too. And he, he checked some folks. But he also came back and loved on those people, right? That's the part that we miss. So the word says, be angry, but sin not. He was angry, but he didn't sin. And he loved on them afterwards. So it's funny how we can get upset and we become angry about the biggest things, the smallest things. I know for me, I get angry and upset about the just the most tiniest, pettiest things. It's the big things that don't really upset me too much, but it's them little things that really get under my skin right but we need to learn how to love on people afterwards and that's the part that we miss that's the disconnect that we miss because it doesn't cost us anything right we can be angry all day but we still need to love on people that's a whole nother topic anyway fear fear drives human behavior more because of the fight for survival in the face of extreme danger. We do a lot of things out of fear. We make a lot of decisions out of fear. Sometimes it is about survival mode. When you go into survival mode, there's some fear in there, right? But it's a signal as well. You know, a lot of times, and I said this last week, you cannot base decisions off of how you feel in that moment, it's no different. Um, we always hear these different sayings, faith over fear. Well, you should have faith. When you're fearing, 
Because, you know, we, we, we weren't given the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind is what he clothed us with. But he also know that we're human. And that's just a natural thing, emotion that happens when you're afraid or when something is extreme where you feel like it might be life or death for you. Fear kicks in, right? Anyway, sorrow. When you are afflicted by sadness, disappointment, and depression, nothing else matters in your mind. Impacts the desires to eat, drink, or exercise to keep yourselves healthy. So now when you're sad about different things, some people don't eat, can't sleep, don't have no motivation to do anything. There are other people who do eat do all different, turn to other different things, right? Um, to try to band-aid that situation, that circumstance. And a lot of times when you think about sorrow and being sad, you know, it is an emotion, but it is also a process depending on what it is that you're sorrowful about. And so I think that the world tells us that we have to respond in this way when this happens. That's not the case. Some days it might just be minute by minute for you. There's other times when it is just moment by moment for me. But we have to embrace those different things. Why? Because it is just that, a process. A process, right? And God is, if you give it to him, he will heal, you know, those areas that have been broken, right? You know, I'm trying to really change the narrative of that word. Um, and if you guys notice, broken is tied to pretty much everything that has to do with me. Why? Because I have been broken many times. And many different areas into many different pieces and everything else. And I have prevailed. I have survived. I have faced the challenges. I have withstood the challenges. I have overcame so many different obstacles and things that honestly, y'all, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Mm -mm. And this, me being on multiple platforms telling people my business for thousands and hundreds of people to come back and check and watch and see y'all if somebody would have told me that this would be something that i would actually be doing mm -mm, never would have thought of that but you know so many people meet me and my friends they always say well you know you got interesting things to talk about well, I mean, I've experienced so many different things. So why not talk about me and what I've been through? It might help somebody. Anyway, joy, the light at the end of the tunnel of emotions. The pursuit of happiness provides that energy which keeps you going on the long road of life. Y'all. So now I said this to someone just today. Matter of fact, my friend. I said to her that it is your responsibility. You get to control what your day is like. Now, of course, you know, you just got some folks that just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. 
I used to be one of them people. Whichever way the wind was blowing, that's what you got that day. So if the wind was not blowing right in this area, well, you know what? That's what you got for the day. I ain't shame. I'm not like that anymore. But what I said to her was, was you get to control the outcome of how your day goes. So now if you wake up with the mindset that today is going to be a terrible day, well, guess what it's going to be? Terrible day. If you know that you're lacking joy, then that's what you ask God for, even if it's for the day. Because I ask him, Lord, whatever it is that I need for today, let me have that. If it's more wisdom, give me wisdom. If it's more understanding, give me understanding. If it's more faith, give me more faith, right? Because at the end of the day, we get to control how this goes, how this works, what this looks like. And honestly, I don't know about any of y'all, but I'm not about to give the enemy any more power over my emotions, my feelings, and none of that other stuff. Why? Because it's a trap. And as long as you get caught up, you'll stay in that trap. It's almost like being on a hamster wheel trying to get off, but you just still on that same wheel, right? And nothing is changing. Why? Because you ain't did nothing different to change anything. So you have to have a made up mind that I determine how this goes for me. Why? Because he gave you so many different things and he blessed and gifted us with so many different things. You have no other choice and you get to choose freely. That's the most important thing. That's the best thing about us having a relationship with Christ is that we get to choose how things are going to happen. Anyway, love. Love is the strongest emotion, more profound, more intense, affecting behaviors and life changing. So now, what does it make me think of? John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Love is the very thing. Love will make you do some crazy things too. <laughs> Love will make you stay in situations that you shouldn't be in. Love will cause you to make bad decisions when you should. You know, you were supposed to went right, but you went left. Love will cause you to do a lot of different things. That's why the Bible talks about us guarding our heart. Why? Because out of it flows the issues of life, right? And so, again, at the end of the day, Love is the, the most strongest emotion. And that's the very thing that he had for us was love. So now let me go back because when I talked about shame and I mentioned in the garden, you know, Adam and Eve didn't even know that they was naked until they ate from the tree. So now could you imagine? And then after they ate from the tree, right? After they ate from the tree, uh, when they went and hid, they went and hid themselves. So when God was calling out to Adam, he was hiding. And then when he finally decided to come out, he was like, well, I hid myself. 
okay. And then the first thing he did was after he confessed about eating, he said, it was that woman that you gave me. So now he asked her, well, what did you do? See, they didn't even have no clue about them that they was even naked. They didn't even know they was naked. So could you imagine just like walking around, not realizing, you know, that you don't have no clothes on or nothing. And then all of a sudden you do something that you wasn't supposed to do. Ain't that just like us, at, you know, even when we were kids growing up and even when we would tell our kids, don't touch that, that's hot. That just made us want to know why it was hot. We still had to go do it. It's no different. So now shame could be a very thing that keeps you stuck as well, but it's love that will bring you out of that thing. So now it's a twofold there. I know probably sounded like an oxymoron as well. Probably didn't make no sense, but that love is the very love that he had for each and every one of us. And so honestly, it's love and his love that continues for me that I wake up daily and still get up, still keep doing what I'm doing, still trying to make things, you know, for myself, walk in my purpose, have something better for myself. Why? Because of the love that he has for me. There isn't anything greater than that. Not even y'all. I say this all the time. If the Lord has said to me, I need you to go die on that tree for so-and-so over there. You sure? You sure you're talking to me, Jesus? Mm, I, I ain't there. I'm not there. And I don't know that I would be there if he asked me to. So the love that Jesus had for us enough to go through and die the way that he died. I can't even imagine. So think about this. So now every time you don't do or walk or you make a mistake or you have challenges or you're struggling with different things or you have negative thoughts, whatever the case might be, do you understand that everything that we would go through and experience in this life he nailed it on the cross for us. He died. He took it on the cross. So anytime we operate contrary to the very things that he have given to us to utilize as a resource to maneuver in this thing that we call life, it's almost like crucifying him all over again over 2000 years ago when it was already done. So everything, every mistake, every shame, every guilt, every fear, Anger, all that was taken care of on the cross. So I'm going to just let that one sit right there. But anyway, I'm going to give y'all some key aspects of how to handle emotion, have a healthy emotional health. First thing, self-awareness, understanding and recognizing one's own emotions, strengths and weaknesses allows us to express and communicate our inner experiences to others. So now, self-awareness, y'all. Nobody really should have to tell you about you. You should know you better than anybody else know you. Well, you don't know you better than God knows you. But anyway, you should know you better than I would know you. 
So I shouldn't have to come along and tell you, uh-uh, you know what? You know you was wrong for that. That, was, that wasn't cool at all. Because there should be a level of conviction. I was talking with my friend about this today. There should be a level of conviction. So many people are walking around on this earth today unaware, not self-aware about anything, and don't have no conviction about nothing. So they operating like they don't have a conscience about anything. And that's a sad place to be in, y'all. Anyway, emotional regulation. I like that word, regulation. The ability to manage and regulate emotions, including coping with stress, frustration, and anger in healthy ways, contributes to the richness and the depth of the human experience. So now, there go that word again, coping. I talked about that last week. You're going to have to find some different mechanisms that help you cope because, trust me, when you have too much free time on your hand and you're stressed out or you're struggling with a situation or a scenario, whatever it is, in a relationship, whatever it is, when you don't have healthy coping mechanisms, that's where the emotions and feelings come in at. Bad decisions. I just, I told y'all how I got caught up in the situation. Why? Because I was upset. I was angry with God about so many different things. Matter of fact, I can't even tell y'all anymore why I was angry with God, but I was upset enough to almost well, I kill off my relationship. I definitely compromised it in so many different ways. And, and so again, not having healthy coping mechanisms, trust me. Resilience. This is one of my favorite ones. The capacity to bounce back from difficult situations, adapt to changes, and recover from setbacks or trauma can act as an internal compass guiding us in decision-making and helping us discern what is important to us. Y'all, that was the Holy Spirit described in a couple sentences because that's the job of the Holy Ghost, to guide, help us to discern, give us the ability to discern. And so again, you gotta just, you gotta know, you know, setbacks. That's not a determining factor of where you're going to go. You have people who, you know, get into trouble, they go to prison and they come out. And it's so funny because it's like they've paid their debt to society, but society have turned their back on them. They can't get jobs. They can't. There's so many different things that they, they struggle with that. Like that number just follows them. Right. And they're penalized for their mistake regardless of the fact that they paid their debt, according to the world's terms, they paid their debt to society, but society has turned their back on them, right? Again, that was a setback. That was not a determining factor of how their life is to go moving forward, unless they choose to continue to do the same foolish things, right? So now, I mean, I'm just saying, you keep doing the same stupid things or the same foolish things, to go back in there and have your freedom taken away. I know I couldn't even survive that. Let me tell you why I couldn't survive it. Because for one, I probably would be in solitary confinement the whole entire time. So that really going to mess with me. 
I'm just telling y'all how my mind works, y'all. I'll be in solitary confinement. I ain't going to end up being nobody's girlfriend and none of that other stuff. So, and then I like my freedom too much. Who wants somebody telling them when they can get up, go to sleep, eat? And No, let me be the, I like my options right now that I get to choose what time I get up. I get to choose where I want to eat at. I get to choose what time I go to bed. No, mm -mm, that wouldn't work for me. Anyway, interpersonal relationships. Building and, and maintaining healthy and supportive relationships. Fasting, fostering, I'm sorry, fostering empathy and effective communication are a part of our spiritual journey, offering opportunities for personal growth, self-reflection, and connection with God. Okay. Now, we came into this world by ourselves. We didn't come in here with anybody. We're going to leave by ourselves we ain't leaving with nobody right but at the same time we were created for one another and whatever season you're in your whatever season of your life that you're in could be the determining factor of certain things right so god will place different people around you around you in whatever season you're in why because they might possess something that you need that's going to help you get to the next phase or the next place that he's trying to take you in. I tell y'all all the time, I talk about my two friends and I got two new ones, right? The two ones that have been there through thick and thin, they have seen some things, they have listened to me cry, they have encouraged and, and everything else that you can think of, they have done for me, right? He knew exactly what I needed. Why? Because I have different relationships. So I have a sister, which that relationship is different. I have cousins, that relationship is different. I have children and grand. Those relationships are all different. And I can almost guarantee you that if I truly gave some of my truest thoughts about certain things or my truest opinions about certain things, yeah, that might not go over too well with some of them so god put people around me that could handle those things that's going to give me a word of encouragement a word of wisdom um a ear you know so he knows what we need and we can stop acting like we don't need each other because we do we could just stop doing that we do need each other in whatever capacity that that's his determination of what capacity that we need that person. So it's good to have healthy relationships. Why? Because when you have healthy relationships, that impacts every other area of your life. So when something is off, and I said this last week, when something is off, it impacts other areas of your life. So. If it's not good at work, guess what else ain't going to be good? Home, kids, whatever else you can put in there. Not going to be good. Why? Because you're catching H-E-double-L at work. And that should not be the determining factor, but most of the time it is. Why? Because some of us don't know how to separate our work life from our personal life. I'm going to let that one sit right there.
ain't even gonna tackle that one. Self-care, engaging in activities and practices that promote self-care, hobbies, relaxation techniques, sleep, and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. I said this before last week, and I'll say it again. I did not realize and recognize how important sleep is to the body. So now, sometimes we can trick ourselves into thinking that we can function and flow off of a certain amount of hours of sleep. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. Sleep is important even when you're trying to lose weight. When you're working out and all that other stuff and you're eating healthy, you need to make sure that you're getting the proper rest as well. And then besides that, sleep is a good thing. Resting is good. Why? Because God did that. He made everything in six days and on that seventh day he rested. Matter of fact, I kind of feel like he rested after each day he made something because he had to take a look back and say, you know what? That's good. He even called it good. So I feel like he was resting then. But anyway, sleep is important. And then, you know, if you really don't know how to cope, get you some re relaxation techniques. Uh, I just found out last week, y'all, that the company I work for pays for a service. We have these speakers in the ceiling. So it sounds like the air conditioning is running all day long, but it's not the air. It's white noise music. Sounds. And I was like, my son has a white noise sound machine for my granddaughter. She goes to sleep to that. So they have that going in your ear all day. You think in this air. It's not. And then they thought they said it was supposed to help. You still can hear people's conversations. Some and if if nothing really is going on too great, you're gonna get sleepy. We have these stand-up sit-down desks. So a lot of times you know when you start feeling some kind of way you have to get up, take a walk. Cause they got white noise in your ear all day. Anyway. Stress management, developing effective coping mechanisms, mindfulness, exercise, or seeking support from others. Emotions can be influenced by various factors and can be experienced in both positive and negative ways. Positive emotions can enhance our well-being and our relationships. Just said that. Negative emotions can be challenging to navigate. That's where the coping mechanisms different things that you tools resources that you have if you need to go talk to somebody go talk to somebody there's nothing wrong with that know your circle see who's around look at who you got around you why because again people there are different people for different parts and seasons of our life right and so know who's around you know your village i say it all the time your village could be the very determining factor in you making a good decision or a bad decision and what that decision is going to cost you either way it go. Know your surroundings. Know who you have around you. And everybody that is a part of your life in this season may not go into the next season with you. Know where people are supposed to be at. Where do you categorize them in your life? Everybody is not your friend. That's a word I don't even use unless I really mean it. Love is another word. I don't really use it unless I really mean it. Family is that last word. 
because there's truly a difference in between family and the folks that you're related to. I have more people, honestly, um, that have come into my life that have operated at times more like family than my family. So know the difference. Just because we were born into the same bloodline, that don't make us family. So it's a difference between relatives and family. You got to know, right? So just know who, know who's around you, right? I know emotional health is an ongoing process, requires self-reflection, self-care, and a continuous effort to cultivate and maintain a positive emotional state. So again, baby steps. Why? It's a process. And the longer we live, the more we're going to go through things. And you have to grow from the, the last thing. So if you're not growing, then you need to assess you. Because you should be growing. You should not be doing the same things you was doing 10 years ago. You shouldn't even be making the same kind of choices that you was making 10 years ago. There should be some form of growth. It should be evident. It should be evident in your conversation. It should be evident in how you handle people. It should be evident, right? Again, growth. There's nothing wrong with growing. There's nothing wrong with growing. If you're not growing, then how are you learning? I don't want to go, I don't want to see you two years from now and you still doing the same thing you was the last time I saw you. Well, what you got going on? Nothing. Why you don't have nothing going on? Because you haven't been doing nothing. That's why you don't have nothing going on. And so who you see right now is not the same person I was five years ago. When I came to Charlotte, Honestly, if I'm being real transparent and truthful, I hated Atlanta. And I've always wanted to come to Charlotte. And so I saw an opportunity. And initially, when I first came here, things didn't go off to a great start. I struggled with trying to find a decent job and so many other different things. Um, so Charlotte initially wasn't good. But it was better than what I had before. And so what you see today, that, that's who, I wasn't that person five years ago, almost six years ago, actually, wasn't that person. And so you should be growing. You should constantly be evolving, wanting to be a better version of yourself. Why? Because you do not know who needs the better version of you. You don't know who needs you. Everything that we experience, everything that we go through is not for us. Let's not get it twisted. Not always about you. And I had to learn that the hard way as well. But anyway, seven signs of emotional wellness. You are comfortable with who you are. We are created in his image and in his likeness. And if he made us, and everything that he made, he said it was good. 
you need to be comfortable with who you are and you need to be comfortable with where you are in that moment because again it's just a moment and it is not the determining factor of which way you're going to end up anyway you are adaptable and resilient that means that you know how to adjust life is going to throw a lot of curveballs life might even try to knock you down but you have to know how to adapt and build up some resilience because that's how you want to overcome and those difficult challenges some things might be easier than others but you're gonna have to learn how to ad adjust because that's just the way that life works right that's how life works so you gonna have to learn how to adjust and be resilient in that you have positive relationships with the people in your life i cannot stress that enough when the relationships are good everything else will line up and the most important relationship that should be great is the one that you have with him i actually told someone this today that this is the relationship my relationship with the lord is the only relationship that seemed to have been constant but it's the one that i have cultivated and nurtured the most why because it's the most important relationship that i have right now yes i have great friends yes i have a great sister yes good kids grand yes but the best relationship that i have is the one that i have with god why because he is the only one that can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can think or ask. We are limited. He is unlimited and nothing is impossible or too hard for him. So I don't know about y'all, but who you think I'm going to ride with? Who you think I'm going to take a gamble with? Even if I have to do it falling and getting back up. Dust, the, dust your feet off, brush your knees off, and get back on that path and keep it moving. Anyway, you have a sense of purpose. Seek God and he will reveal if you ask and you are willing to do the work. It requires sacrifice and yes, uh-oh, sacrifice. Yes, some of us don't want to do that. We don't want to sacrifice. We don't want to put in the work. We're not saying yes to a whole lot of different things. I know I told y'all last week that no was a good thing. But when it comes down to what the purpose and the plan that he had for your life, it's going to require some sacrifice. That means you're going to lose some things along the way, but you're gaining even more better things. And a lot of times we don't want to give up the things that we have because we don't think that we're going to get something better. And we got to grip on it. Let that go. Because if he's trying to get it out your hand, that means he has something else better that he's going to put in it. You take care of your physical health. Our bodies are a temple. And everything that we put into it from what we put in our mouth, what we 
put in our, what we look at, what we listen to, all that is a part of our physical health. And truthfully speaking, you know, I've, this has been a constant battle for me here in the last several years. However, um, it's baby steps, right? It's not going to change overnight, even because it didn't, it took more than overnight to get here. And so, and I have to be okay with my process, just like each one of you. You are comfortable saying no. So now I know I just told you a yes. That's a yes to your purpose. No means that you have some boundaries that you have put in place. And honestly, unless you feel obligated to say a yes, then say a yes. But if you don't, if you're not led, let your no's be no's and your yeses be yeses, right? But pick and choose what you're going to say yes to. No just means that you got boundaries in place. And sometimes people don't want to respect those boundaries and they just have to learn that you, you know, you just don't get to have your way because you need me in that moment. Well, I need to keep my peace too. <laughs> you know, so again, you make time to relax and rest, resting in him, resting in his word, worship, and praying. Rest is a good thing. Relaxing is a good thing. Sometimes it's okay. You know, I have those days where I just don't feel like doing nothing. So guess what? I don't. And I don't feel bad about it. My sister might say, you want to? Nope. Well, why not? I just don't want to. So sometimes you have to rest, but resting in him, resting in his word, worship, prayer. Rest, because he has the ability to do the things that we cannot do. Why? Because we're not infinite in our wisdom. He is. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, and ever-present, right? We can't be at everywhere all the time at the same time. And so rest and relax. So now, y'all, <laughs> I hope that you got something out of this tonight. Um, you know, take care of your emotions. It's just like your spirit, man, that you cannot leave your natural man unclothed. You can't leave your spirit man unclothed. Take care of your emotions. It's a part of who you are. It's a gift. It's not a curse. It's a gift. And so they do different things. We got good emotions and bad emotions. But realize that it's a gift and you have to take care of that. So God is entrusting us with so many different things. Take care of what he's entrusting you with. And emotionally, you could be all over the place. That doesn't make it a bad thing if you are. Just ask him to help you process where you are in that moment. Anyway, so now, you know, as I come to a close, um, I hope that, you know, you guys have gotten something out of this. Um, but before I close, let me close out with a word of prayer really quickly. Gracious and Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you. 
Thank you for just the opportunity to be yet in your presence one more time, Father God. Lord, I thank you for those that joined and chimed in, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you are doing some amazing things in each one of their lives, Father God. I thank you for the people that will go back and watch this, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that all was not lost, that there was a seed that was sown and invested, Father God. And I thank you right now. Um, for your son and his blood, and I cover the minds of your people, Father God. This month was Mental Health Awareness Month, Father God. So I speak to the minds of your people who are struggling with depression, anxiety, suicide, and whatever else that they may be facing right now in this very moment. But I speak peace over their minds, Father God. I speak peace in their life, Father God. I speak love and joy and faith in their life, Father God. And I just Pray that your son, Father God, will comfort and keep and cover them like the spirit will, Father God, and the angels will be encamped about them. It is in these things that I ask in your son's name. Amen. So now next week, I will not be doing a podcast. I'll be out of town. Well, I'll be coming back in from out of town, actually. And so I'm working on some other things. I'm excited about what God is doing in this season. Um, if you have not had an opportunity, please, 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 please go to my YouTube channel um, and subscribe. You can find it under my name, Robin Griggs, um, or I am broken 23. Um, subscribe, share, like, whatever suits your fancy here. Um, but anyway, just very thankful and grateful for those that chimed in. Um, tune in the week after. Uh, not next week, but the week after that, I'll be back with some interest, something interesting to talk about. You all have a great evening. Again, thank you. I'm your host, Robin. Um, have a good evening. <laughs>